Good morning, everyone. My name's JB with Not By Works Ministries. Thanks for joining us for the podcast today. It's a time for another World Events Update with uh, my good friend, Randy. As I mentioned last week, Randy is uh, a friend and a colleague and one of the smartest guys I know. He uh, He's a, a certified private eye, uh, does a lot of uh, work in terms of the private detective world, uh, great researcher, tons of contacts and uh, sources, uh, some of which are open intelligence sources, but he kind of knows how to find them. And But many of them are private sources that uh, people that ha he has developed as sources over the years that come to him, or he can go to them and get information that's not readily available to the general public. So we always appreciate talking uh, with Randy. By the way, someone emailed me and said, hey, what's a private eye? We don't know what that is. Well, a private eye is just a person that people can hire who has experience typically in law enforcement or military or that uh, type of thing. And they uh, they do what detectives do, but they do it for hire and they are really good, hopefully, and uh, in the case of Randy, certainly uh, at what they do. So I'll bring Randy on here in just a moment, but wanted to take a moment just to look to the yeah. Word of God and give you some encouragement. Uh, before I do that, a reminder that we do have some new content that went up yesterday. Uh, today, by the way, is uh, Wednesday, April the 5th, 2023. Uh, yesterday on Tuesday, I was on the Stand Up For The Truth radio show with David Fiorazzo. I encourage you to check that one out. Uh, that has been posted to our podcast channel. And of course, uh, Tuesdays is Prophecy Night. And even though I wasn't able to hold Prophecy Night live last night, like we usually do because I'm on the road, we did post a new session on that, session 10, as we continue to look at how the stage is being set ecclesiastically with all kinds of apostasy. And yesterday we looked at uh, the way in which, sadly, the church so often is welcoming and embracing of sinful behavior and unwilling to take a stand and how that is really on the rise in these great last days of deception, which is yet another indication uh, that we're getting closer and closer to the Lord's return. So check out those two uh, podcasts. The Prophecy Night video is actually a, a video as well as a podcast, so you can watch the video with the slides, or you can listen to the audio podcast. Uh, uh, but today, and by the way, we're looking forward to uh, Resurrection Sunday, of course, this Sunday. If you're in the Denver metro area, we'd love to have you come out and celebrate the resurrection of our Lord with us at Plum Creek Chapel in Sedalia, a suburb of Denver. Uh, we are having just one big service on Sunday rather than two. Uh, it'll be crowded, so come early, get a good seat. The service will start at 10 o'clock. Um, we also have a brunch at 8.30 in lieu of our normal 8.30 early service. So if you're interested in that, come on out at 8.30, join, enjoy a meal with us and fellowship with us, and then we will uh, have the worship service at 10 o'clock on Sunday. Of course, it'll be live streamed. For those of you across the country that uh, are not in the Denver metro area, you can tune in at 10 o'clock, uh, and we will be live streaming my message this coming Sunday on Resurrection Sunday. Uh, I was looking last night in preparation for our uh, discussion with Randy today at uh, Proverbs uh, chapter 5, and a verse caught my eye, as is often the case, that I want to reflect on for just a moment before we invite Randy on here. Uh, Proverbs chapter 5, verse 21 says, For the ways of man are before the eyes of the Lord, and he ponders all his paths. And it occurred to me as I was thinking about that, that, you know, we do a lot of examining and talking about and commenting on and reflecting on uh, the ways of the Luciferian elite that are really pulling the strings of power, the ones that are working at the behest of Satan and in cooperation with Satan to try to usher in a one-world political, religious, and economic system. Obviously, if you've listened to our podcast very long, 
really any of my messages or podcasts, I, I do make frequent reference to this because it is a part of the urgency of the hour, which is one of our driving passions at Not By Works Ministries, the clarity, accuracy, and urgency of the gospel. And so my latest books, uh, Spirit of the Antichrist, as you know, talk about that. I've spoken at various prophecy conferences talking about it, uh, researching my third book in that uh, genre here coming up, hopefully uh, late later this fall is due out. So I spent a lot of time down in the muck and the mire of the Luciferian conspiracy. And, you know, and I'm not the only one. Of course, there are a lot of great researchers out there and uh, people that are not afraid to talk about what's really going on and expose the truth. And I, I'm thinking as I'm watching this, sometimes I might get the impression, and maybe you feel this way too, that we're the only ones. And uh, I do sometimes uh, console myself by looking through my list of saved websites and email contacts and people that I commiserate with about this type of thing. And then I, I think to myself, well, I'm not the only one, but a light bulb went off on my head last night when I realized, you know what? God sees them too. You know, God is watching what's going on too. He's not a passive. He's not asleep. He's not up there just letting things unfold uh, and not having any say in the matter. He's watching what's unfolding. In fact, as I, uh, I'm going to be talking about this Sunday at uh, Plum Creek Chapel, uh, he's in full control of it. God controls the timetable of his plan of the ages that he set in motion. Uh, but it's just a good reminder, as we read in uh, uh, Proverbs 5.21, that we're not the only ones watching the evil Luciferians. God is watching them too. Again, that verse says, for the ways of man are before the eyes of the Lord, and he ponders all his paths. And, you know, what's even better is not only is God watching them too, but he's watching things that we don't mm -hmm. see. See, we're limited in our human uh, perspective and in our human capabilities. We can only see what we see. And given the layer upon layer of deception that really characterizes the Luciferian elite and their plan to take over the world, uh, we really can barely even scratch the surface. You know, sometimes we, we don't even know when we're being lied to. And we deal with misinformation and disinformation. But God is not only watching all of this, too. He sees it perfectly. He sees what we cannot see. He knows their innermost thoughts. He knows their motives. He knows what they're planning. Uh, and he knows how it's going to end someday when he brings judgment uh, upon them. So there are several passages that kind of echo this same theme uh, throughout Scripture, that the ways of the Lord are before the eyes, the ways of man, rather, are before the eyes of the Lord. Uh, for example, in 2 Chronicles 16, 9, this is a favorite verse of, of many people, as it should be. Uh, but the Bible tells us the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on behalf of those whose heart is loyal to him. In other words, not only is God watching uh, what the evil Luciferians are doing, but he's also eager to bless his people and to protect us and to show himself strong uh, on our behalf. And we see other uh, passages uh, you know, Job, of course, reflecting on uh, God's, uh, you know, ways and so forth. Uh, he he has so much wisdom in in the book of Job. For example, uh, in Job, let me see if I can find that verse. I had it bookmarked a second ago. Oh, Job 31, 4, he says, asking a rhetorical question, uh, is it not destruction for the wicked and disaster for the workers of iniquity? Does he, God, not see my ways and count all my steps? 
In other words, God is, is watching everything we do and everything uh, we, you know, everything everyone does. In Job 34, 21, now in, in this case, this is Elihu, one of Job's friends, says, for his eyes, talking about God, his eyes are on the ways of man, and he sees all his steps. There is no darkness nor shadow of death where the workers of iniquity may hide themselves. I love that. There is no darkness nor shadow of death where the workers of iniquity, iniquity, of course, being sin, sinful behavior, can hide themselves. So indeed, God is watching over us. Proverbs 15, verse 3 says, The eyes of the Lord are in every place, keeping watch on the evil and the good. And so, you know, he's he's watching over us, protecting us. Uh, he hears our heart cries. He knows our prayers before we even pray them. But never forget, he's watching them too. God is watching these evil Luciferians who think that Satan uh, is their God and they're loyal to him. Uh, but they have hitched their wagon to the wrong team because Satan's already lost the battle. And even though we uh, provide commentary and insights, and Randy provides you know commentary and reflections on all kinds of world events that are pretty discouraging at times, we must never forget that the battle's already been won. We're just waiting for the victory lap. And someday Christ is going to come back. He's going to throw off the shackles of the tyrannical antichrist regime, and he's going to set up at long last a perfect kingdom of peace, righteousness, and judgment on this earth. Remember, the battle that is to come is a battle that's going to take place on this earth. Right now, it's raging in the heavenlies. It's raging in the spirit realm. I talk about, a lot about that in chapters 9 and 10 of Spirit of the Antichrist, volume 2, uh, which, by the way, uh, we are always picking up new listeners. Our audience, by God's grace, is growing, and and we're so grateful for that. Uh, you know, we sent out a, a newsletter yesterday, an email newsletter. If you're not on our newsletter list, you need to go to notbyworks.org, and at the bottom of the homepage there, put in your email address, and you'll get our uh, newsletters that come out uh, sometimes two or three times a week. And often, anytime we have new content, we'll we'll send an email blast out to let people know it's there. But we also make special announcements there about conferences that I'm going to be speaking at, or maybe if some of our regular events like Prophecy Night are going to be postponed for a week or because of travel or weather. So it's just a good way to stay in touch with what we're doing here at Not By Works. So go to notbyworks.org, go to the bottom of the homepage and sign up for our newsletter. But in, when I sent the one out yesterday, we got, as we often do, several replies and responses of just encouragement, uh, people that that uh, you know have recently found out about our ministry and begun listening and following us. Uh, and it's just so encouraging uh, to hear from from new folks. And so because of that, uh, I do like to mention my, the uh, website spiritoftheantichrist.org, spiritoftheantichrist.org, which is where you can go and find out more about uh, the Spirit of the Antichrist books. And you can read the table of contents and read the entire preface and see uh, what I'm uh, what I'm talking about. Uh, but there's definitely uh, going to be an upsurge in spiritual activity. The battle is raging in the heavenlies. But let's not forget, someday that battle is going to be raging here in full stead. And Christ is going to lead it. He's going to be riding on a white horse uh, with a sword proceeding out of his mouth. And he's going to come back and strike the nations, meaning the, the globalist leaders of these uh, world governments and national governments that have conspired together, as David tells us uh, in Psalm 2. Um, but, you know, God is watching. 
Uh, let's not uh, forget that. The book of Hebrews tells us there's no creature hidden from his sight, Hebrews 4.13, but all things are naked and open to the eyes of him to whom we must give an account. So I just thought I would begin with that little, uh, you know, devotional that kind of was <clears throat> to my heart yesterday, that indeed, um, you know, God is watching them too. God sees them too. We're not the only ones here looking at what's going on. And and as a reminder too, you know, we're not infallible. Randy and I will be the first one uh, to tell you that he's probably closer to infallibility than I am, but, uh, but neither one of us are <laughs> infallible. And, uh, but uh, we we just simply tell you some of the things that caught our eye in the news in the in the previous week. Give us our, your give you our thoughts on how that might fit into God's overall plan for the end times, and then uh, we leave it up to you to kind of uh, do your own processing there. So, Randy, thanks for taking time out of your schedule, and and uh, glad to have you back on uh, this week. I hope you're doing well. Can't wait to get back into Colorado and get back into the swing of things. Uh, we'll have to grab lunch uh, maybe next week, but thanks for joining us today, Randy. Well, it's always my pleasure. <clears throat> and before I get started, I want everybody to know my little or our little discussion on Project Bluebeam is about done. I had no idea how much interest there was in that subject, but I want to say one thing for our listeners. This has to be the most awake uh, intuitive and smartest group I've ever dealt with. They are bringing things from areas I've never thought of. They see little snippets in the news and just go back to what we talked about two years ago, proving exactly what we thought then. And I, I wanted I want everybody to understand. I love getting those because it helps me learn. I I don't know everything. Nobody does. But when you can point things out or you can bring them to my attention, you do not know what kind of a blessing that is. Amen. We've I got the best listeners in the world. We really do. I, yes. I love, love the dialogue, and I didn't mean to interrupt you there, but it reminded me, you know, we are getting slammed with emails, and I read every single one of them. Uh, typically late at night, uh, as I'm getting ready to go to bed, I'll just try to read them, and I try to respond to all of them. Uh, if they require a response, I definitely respond. It may take me a few days, but you'll get a response. If it's just informational stuff, people passing along links or thoughts or encouragement, just know, even if you don't get a response, that I am reading it, but Randy's right. We have some of the best uh, uh, constituents at the Not By Works family, of, I think, of any ministry. Definitely. I got two this morning. I woke up, kind of waking up, and I read these two. And I have to tell you, uh, what a great way to start off the day. It was They were intuitive. They were. Uh, they brought up stuff from two years ago that you and I had talked about on the COVID and the graphene oxide and everything. One gentleman brought up a little um, website where Elon Musk is now admitting he doesn't really need Neuralink because he has the graphene oxide already in the body from the COVID shot. Wow. And I'm going, well, that just pretty much settles what we thought two years ago. And another gentleman on this Project Bluebeam, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to do the absolute best I can. I know that uh, they're, they're, it's an iffy subject, and I know you guys will hold my feet to the fire. So I'm going to really try hard not to screw up because <laughs> you're going to catch it. So just yeah, understand, we're going to we're going to have this ready to go. Project Blue Beam, uh, something I've been talking about for years. Uh, one of the earliest things that I woke up to. Um, it's a it's a well, I don't want to you know tell too much, but it's a, a joint NASA uh, program with some other government agencies, and it's uh, expanding 
growing and it's going to be a key part of the great last days deception. Is that the way you would describe it, Randy? Yes, I would. And it gets more apparent every day. It's unbelievable how fast this stuff is happening. I mean, I look at everything one day, the next morning, I have to change half of it because it's already changed, which we've discussed before. But let's see the topics of interest. Well, let's start with easy stuff first. Let's talk about our BRICS nations that are trying to get their own currency and bring us down. They're doing real well um, with Saudi Arabia cutting oil production. And we continue, continually use more. Uh, we're in deep trouble. I, um, they're cutting oil by 1.15 million barrels a day. So last night, I don't know what made me do it, but I just started looking around. Do you realize our military? uses 12,600,000 gallons of gas a day. Mm. Now, when you take that over 365 days and you take the price, they use $16 billion worth of gasoline and diesel a year, which I certainly hope we don't run out because I don't know what they're going to do. They can't walk that stuff there. That's for sure. Um, it's obvious that the BRICS nations are going to make a severe attempt to really hit us their meeting is in June. They want to have their new currency in effect by August. And for some reason, I have no doubt they will. Uh, <clears throat> the BRICS nations right now consist much of Asia, a lot of Africa, Mexico. They've easily got a third of the population in the world and probably a third of the GDP. So it's going to be a struggle for the United States to maintain their uh, favored position as far as the reserve currency goes. I don't think we can do it, but we'll see. Um, I've noticed in, in several of the, several of the um, listeners have brought this to my attention also. In the last couple of months, there have been 4,000 Chinese males, military age, single, come through the southern border. Now, I can't think of a good reason other than terrorists why they would do that. They're not checking in. They're not saying hi. They're just, they're getting caught. They're being you know, surveilled. So we know something's coming there. We know China's a good friend of ours. And um, I think they've got something brewing. It's going to be a real problem here shortly. So Social Security is running out of money earlier than we discussed three weeks ago. It'll be bankrupt now by 2033. And what they're doing, they're not really trying real hard to fix it. What they're starting to do is tell us we're going to take reduced benefits. And that would be for the old people like me and above. Um, they're going to try to hit us for 20, 25%, something like that, just on the Social Security alone, not to mention Medicare, the people on unemployment. I mean, they are zeroing in on us useless bottom feeders, as they call us. The old people take a lot of resources. They don't think we add much. They're coming after us first. There is no doubt about it. And they'll probably be somewhat successful if we're still here. Now, I look at all of the facts and I look at all the figures and I look at the banks. The banks are going down again every day. I mean, they're in the red every time I look. Gold is up, silver, silver is up, other precious metals. So the other day, I had to go into the doctor's office and I had a different doctor. Nice older gentleman, probably about 60, 65 like me. And we sat there for 45 minutes and talked. Hmm. He was well-versed in bricks. He's well-versed in investments, everything else. And he said something that a couple of states have started to think about, which is a great idea. States like Tennessee are starting to think that 
They know there's trouble coming. The currency is not going to be worthwhile. So they're setting up a tier system in the state where you can use gold, you can use silver, you can use food. That will be just like using cash. And, you know, when this country started, that's exactly what we did. We did not have a federal currency. We had individual states, individual areas. And that may very well be something we have to come back and do again. It's going to take a lot of work, but I think everybody's getting motivated enough now to do it. So that's something we should um, look at maybe. Uh, the Nigerians started a year ago with their CBDC. They had 0.05% of the population initially sign up for it. Well, they tried to cajole them, tried to force them. All of a sudden, one day they said, that currency is not any good anymore. Come on to the bank and we'll give you a new currency. So the old currency was kaput. They went in and they were charged 20 to 40% for each dollar that they wanted to convert. Then they got them on the CBDC. And basically what they're doing now is the same thing the Chinese did. They're telling them what they can do, where they can go, what they can eat, everything else. And we know our currency, no matter what the government's telling us, it's going to go that way. You know, the soft rollout was this week. The major rollout with the Fed now is in July. A week or two ago, we discussed all the other things that are going to be happening, happening in the same time period. And I think there's going to be some real problems. I mean, if you wanted to look at a time this year when I think things are going to go belly up, it would be July and August. Yeah, and, and let me too much going on. Remind you that uh, remind our listeners that the central bank digital currency CBDC is not about what it's about. It's not about simply a tr another new means of transactionalism. It is about control. That's the whole point yes. of it. What Randy just described, as we're seeing in China, and as I I, I spoke recently at a Turning Point USA regional meeting. And uh, I on CBDC spoke for 90 minutes. You can find that video out there uh, on our video page uh, at notbyworks.org. But I, I told them, you know, that they're, they're actually saying that it's about control. There was a meeting, I think it was last October at the World Economic Forum, uh, a seminar that was held. And I actually watched the some of it live, but some of it recorded and kind of gleaned some of the quotes from some of the speakers there. But they're coming right out and saying, look, we can we can use this. It has a lot of advantages. We can use this to control people the way China does. They actually cited China and in a positive sense. So this is what it's about. It's all about control. And as far as the U.S. economy, uh, while I've got the mic, let me just say, you know, I, I have made it very clear that I believe that they're they're going to try to crash uh, the U.S. economy and destroy America uh, any time now, and that's based on uh, you know biblical data as well as the, their own writings, as I've talked about in uh, my books, uh, the the Luciferian timeline. I have a chapter on that. So for almost a hundred years now, they've been targeting the 2020s as kind of the their end game to destroy America. Uh, we've I've talked about how they put this plan in motion in the early 1900s by taking over key sectors of our uh, society, education, banking, um, you know, hospitals, uh, and so forth, medicine. Uh, so I I just really do believe that they are uh, working hard to bring down America, which is standing in their way from ushering in the full blown one world system. But having said that. 
Uh, we have no guarantee of that. It's quite possible that the rapture could happen today while America is still alive and kicking. Uh, it may be on life support, but it's still alive and kicking. So, um, you know, I think we need to prepare for the worst, but hope for the best. And there are a lot of good Bible teachers out there that uh, actually insist that no, America is going to continue to thrive until after the rapture, and it won't be destroyed until the tribulation period. Um, you know, they may be right. I don't agree, but they may be right. And so we just don't know. Uh, we know what the plans of the evil doers are, and, and they've told us that. But that doesn't mean they're going to happen, because God is the one that's ultimately in control. So the rapture could happen at any moment. We pray that it does. We say, come, Lord Jesus. But if the Lord in his sovereignty decides to hold back and wait a little longer to allow more people to come to faith in Christ, um, we need to be prepared for the fact that this country could face dire straits uh, in the near term. So I just wanted to kind of put that uh, caveat out there because we do talk about you know the fall of America so often that uh, people may assume that it's somehow a guarantee, and 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 it is ultimately, but not necessarily before the rapture. Uh, so I just wanted to remind people of that. Yes, and you know the thing is, we look at everything on a day-to-day -day basis. When you stop and you get back a little bit, look on a weekly or a monthly basis. It's even more scary than it is on a day to day because I was <clears throat> just looking over the stock market this morning. <clears throat> excuse me. And I find that the banks in the last two weeks have borrowed $500 billion from the Fed. Hmm. Now, I don't know if people understand that money's got to be paid back. This is not free money. And we look at some of the, um, you know, I'm looking at the banks going down today, the oil companies are going down. Um, they're going to crash the system, and I think they're trying to do it as fast as they can without being too obvious, because if they want to revolt, that, that would be the way to do it. Um, I'm going to say one thing on the Trump matter. You know, his um, court date's coming. It'll be what it is. We know that it's not about Trump. It's about him not running again, and it's a distraction. It's a distraction from the economy, the Satan worship, the war that's raging in the Ukraine. There's so many more things, but what they're trying to do is stimulate us, get us to react in anger. Then they're going to slam all this in just that much faster. Uh, CBDC, I don't yeah, think it's ready to go yet. Can I comment on the Trump thing? You know me. I, I usually don't sure. miss a chance to talk about Trump. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I, uh, I just thought it was interesting how so many, especially conservatives, uh, who e who are even on record as you know not being fans of Trump, like the DeSantis's of the world, are coming out and talking about how terrible this is that they would arrest somebody for uh, committing 34 felonies. Uh, and I, you know, it strikes me that the reason they're doing that is because they all know that they're just as dirty as he is, and they know that if they were to jump on the you know, get Trump, arrest Trump bandwagon, then essentially they're signing their own death warrant because they've created a precedent for them to come after them. So, yes, uh, you know, the fact of the matter is, you know, everyone at that level of politics has a huge FBI file that is just waiting to be used against them if they need it. They can bring you down at any moment. And then they selectively decide who who they get mad at or they have internal struggles or somebody offends somebody else. And they say, I'll show you. And they bring you down. So I agree with you. I think it is completely a distraction. It's never about what it's about. Um, 
Trump is not the knight in shining armor that some people think he is. It's going to come in and rescue us from the deep state. He's very much a useful pawn in the game. We saw that in his first term uh, with uh, him rolling out the death shots and, and giving trillions of dollars to companies like Moderna to try to hasten the depopulation agenda. And he did so unflinchingly. Uh, without wavering, and he continues to support the death shot today. So uh, he is definitely a useful tool for them. Uh, but this whole shenanigans is not about, uh, you know, what it's about. It's, uh, you know, it, it, there's a lot more going on behind the scenes. I do think part of it has to do with fomenting unrest and 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 building a, a deeper divide between the right and the left in this country. Uh, I was thankful that nothing crazy happened yesterday. I had wondered if perhaps that might be the opportunity for them when they had so many crowds gathered to to launch some kind of false flag event, but they didn't apparently. Um, but it just struck me as strange that, you know, even as enemies, you know, mm -hmm. I mean, in, anybody else in the media that gets arrested for 34 felonies is or 34 accounts of, of a felony. Uh, it would they'd be, you know, guilty until proven innocent. That's just the way our corrupt system works. Uh, but with Trump, everybody, even his enemies are out there saying, well, this is their overreaching and they're, you know, they're they shouldn't waste the taxpayer money on it. And they probably shouldn't. I mean, I'm not defending or agreeing with them. I'm just saying it just strikes me as odd that. Uh, you know, we we nobody wants the spotlight shined on them because they know they could be the next one uh, standing before an arraignment judge. So anyway, that, those are some of my thoughts. Exactly. The thing is, if he's guilty, he deserves what he gets. But then let's take Mr. and Mrs. Biden. Let's take Hunter Biden. Sure. Let's take Obama. Let's take all of them. Let's line them up and apply it equally. And I think they will uh, tire of it very soon. Oh, yeah. It's you so know, enforcement. Hillary. I mean, there's so many crimes out there. Murders. I mean, the Clintons have a, a whole list of people that have been uh, Arkansas, they call it, you know, where the Clinton regime has just killed them, you know, Vince Foster. So there's no question that it's selective enforcement. Uh, and I agree with you, Randy. Uh, you know, uh, let's let's uh, let's uh, apply it equally across the board. Yes. Yeah, apply it like they would to us. That would be fair. You know, looking over some of the things going on, I see that the Satanic Church has got their uh, tickets sold for their wonderful little meeting in Boston on April 28th and 30th. That might be a good time to avoid Boston just be, in case brimstone, fire, hail, tornadoes hit, something like that. Um, it <laughs> says a lot for this country, doesn't it? Yeah. We can't fill the pews in church, but we can fill all the tickets there. Yeah, Satan Con, I think is what it's called. I've talked about that before. It's a, it's the largest yes. gathering in history of overt Satan worshipers. They've got exhibit halls. You know, I do a lot of speaking at big, large conferences where they have exhibit halls. And, you know, you walk up and down the exhibit halls and you see people, you know, selling their wares. And a lot of times at my con at conferences that I'm speaking at, it's preparedness things and biblical theology and eschatology type stuff. But here they're out there selling, you know, potions and, you know, different magic okay. spell books and you, you, you name it. And of course, p parents are taking their kids there thinking it's all in good fun but you, you know you you play with fire you're going to get burned and this is not something to trifle with the spiritual warfare is real and this is an in your face demonic satanically inspired and led i mean demons are going to be all over that place all yes. over i mean you, you can't even probably walk within three blocks of that area by the way 
That is, you're right. It is a good reason to avoid Boston, but you already have a pretty good reason to avoid Boston because there's too many Patriots fans around there. So that's that's what I say. <laughs> I, I agree. I have to agree with that. Uh, so, you know, but we look at the carnival in Brazil. Now, I've never paid much attention to it, but it's kind of been on the news. All of their worshiping death, worshiping Satan. I mean, in the one sequence, they have Satan pulling Christ on the ground. He's in his, you know, garb, and they're pulling him along the ground, trying to humiliate him. And I'm going, the world does not understand the fire they play with. Mm -hmm. You'll mock God, but it's coming. And it's just going to be a matter of what's coming and how bad it's coming. And I feel sorry for those places because no good can come of that whatsoever. But now, a couple of interesting things that I've noticed here in the last week, and um, let's see, let's, let's start with the computers. We now have GPT-4. Now, what was it? Two, three weeks ago, we talked about GPT-3. Mm-hmm. GPT-4 was supposed to be out by, what, December, I believe, if I'm correct. Well, it's out now. And the nice thing about this computer, or this artificial intelligence. Um, Microsoft put $10 billion in it, so they think it's got a great place to grow. But the thing is, here are some problems with it. It is able to use tools like a calculator, uh, manuals, Photoshop. It does that all itself. It writes its own code. So now once it starts on something, it can continue linear. It can go off on branch into something else. And it's doing it 24-7. You know, your computer programmers, they work an eight-hour shift. They go home. This intelligence is working day in and day out. The problem is it's passing the standardized tests better than the humans that are taking them. And the engineers don't know how it's doing that. They don't know how they're speaking to one another, computer to computer, and they don't understand how it's writing code. Now, if you don't know why it's writing or how it's writing code, that gives me some real qualms about continuing any further till they figure it out. Because while we may have some restraints on it, I will promise you the Russians and the Chinese do not. They will use that for the military so fast that we won't know what hit us. But Elon Musk now has a robot with the artificial intelligence It's able to walk, get up, climb. It's able to do all kinds of stuff. And he always plays it down as far as when he thinks they're going to make some real breakthroughs. I mean, GPT-4 has made breakthroughs in three weeks that they didn't expect for months. So it's um, it's a little scary because now they have it has general intelligence, not just from a book. General intelligence. Yeah. And And that is quite a leap. Oh, no, it is. In fact, just yesterday, I saw this article that I flagged on Fox News. Uh, 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 It said, uh, AI could go Terminator and gain the upper hand over humans, report warns. AI could become capable of manipulating or deceiving humans. And we've already kind of seen that, by the way, an AI manipulated and deceived a a prompter uh, into giving them, giving the AI its uh, code. Uh, like it's password for for some login. So right. <clears throat> it's getting harder and harder to, sting, to distinguish 
reality from virtual reality. And that's the whole point. You know, you're seeing this hyped up more and more in the news. Uh, remember, the news is controlled. So even this story from Fox News, it's out there for a reason. Um, but it doesn't mean what they're reporting isn't accurate. I mean, it, this is something to be uh, concerned about. I'm going to be uh, having my friend Shane on here, here soon. About that for a while now, we had to reschedule it, but it's still in the works. And hopefully when I get back uh, into town later this week, we can put that on the calendar for next week. But he's going to give us uh, from a you know technology expert perspective, uh, you know, all of the latest. But uh, remember, Satan cannot create life. And so the ultimate goal here is transhumanism, which is where he's going to simulate uh, or, or mimic life and, and create an imposter, a fake life. Uh, and the more uh, he, you know, the closer he gets to that, the harder it's going to be to distinguish between re, you know, reality and fake, you know, the fake world. And so uh, it's definitely something to keep your eye on. And I know you've been kind of watching it pretty close, uh, Randy, but we'll, we'll have more to say about that, hopefully in the next week or so. Yes. <clears throat> well, when I was listening they gave this unit a map test. Basically what they did, we'll give it some directions. And with those directions, it drew the rooms in a house perfectly to the inch. Now that's not something they've ever been able to do before. Um, it's really good, which really is concerning. It's really good at disinformation and making excuses. Now that sounds like a typical human. You would expect more from um, artificial intelligence than that. But, you know, I was thinking, what if that, machine got a hold of the launch codes to the missiles. Would we even know that it had it until it launched? I mean, it can. if you speak into it, it will mimic your voice and it will create your image, about 85% of actual. So you see it's growing by leaps and bounds and by the end of the year. I can't imagine what they're going to have. Yeah, this So I'm really looking forward to Shane. Yeah, me too. I can't wait to get his insight on this. But you know, one report said, quote, as AI agents begin to understand human psychology and behavior, they may become capable of manipulating or deceiving humans. Uh, and they noted that the most successful agents will manipulate and deceive in order to fulfill their goals. So in other words, you're giving them tasks, but you're giving them the tools and the power to do those tasks. And at some point, yes. you know, you're you're going to lose control of it. You know, that that's the problem. Yes. And, you know, as you look ahead, this all works together. AI is going to have to partake in the banking system. It's going to take part in the military. So it's, it's all coming together very nicely where it's going to be totally out of control. No doubt about it. The um, Securities and Exchange Commission has a um, panel that is basically putting together the uh, rules and regulations that we're going to have to live by under the CBDC. Their goals are basically to, um, it's, it's an enforcement action. It's going to be illegal to bypass the CBDC. They're going to shut down the metals, food, everything. They're going to have total control and they want to crash the system. Now, I suppose to totally start over new, that's one way to do it. But I don't think that's probably well thought out because of all the people that are going to be suffering. All of a sudden, the people on re, um, you know, on Social Security, they wake up, they don't get their check for the month. What do they do? The people on unemployment, what do they do? Medicare, everything else. So we know the goal is to crash it. It's just going to be how are they going to do it? And I think as we've talked before, 
They're going to do it somewhat slowly, but they would love to have an excuse to do it now. And it's not put together right, but I think they'd still do it just to gain control and go from there. Yeah. And and I get emails. I think you do, too, Randy, from people that, that are wondering, you know, when we talk about how their stated goal is to outlaw precious metals, you know, they the people will say, well, then why should I bother stashing precious metals. Well, remember the whole point of preparedness and of, you know, stockpiling commodities that can be used as a means of exchange, you know, barterable commodities isn't to comply with the rules of the government. The 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 idea is to have some means of exchange that you can use secretly on the black market. So just because the stated intention is to one day outlaw even gold and silver, from being able to be used doesn't mean you won't still do it. You know, um, they, we know their plans are evil and we've got to find a way to outsmart them. And so if you go meet up with your neighbor and in, in, under cover of darkness in the woods and you, you provide, you know, you trade a couple of ounces of silver for some food uh, you know, what, what the government doesn't know won't hurt you. So, um, you know, this is, uh, this is the idea. So, you know, it's helpful to kind of know what they're planning. And, but, but as I've said, you know, for years now, even long before CBDCs was a thing, I mean, it was probably a thing for those on the inside, but it wasn't common knowledge. Uh, you know, you're going to need small bills and cash initially in the aftermath of some type of uh, collapse. But very quickly, the cash will basically be worthless. And then you're going to need some other valuable commodity of some kind that has inherent value. That could be food, that could be silver, gold, that could be supplies, that could be gasoline, that could be ammunition. It could be water. It could be paper towels, toilet paper. It could be any anything that people are going to need. But if the Lord doesn't come back soon and we're living through this new paradigm shift uh, with the central bank digital currencies, uh, we won't be able, those of us who take a stand against it, and I highly encourage everyone to not cave in, do not sign up for the digital ID. It will be you know, you yeah. lose the battle at that point. And so for those of us that are standing strong, yes. against it, we won't be able to go to Walmart and buy supplies. We won't be able to go online at Amazon and buy supplies. Uh, we may not be able to pay our taxes. And at that point, you may have to be prepared to lose your house. I mean, uh, I understand that's a high cost, but there are fates worse than death. And we, you know, in the same way that you didn't, you know, didn't want to take the death jab. And now we're finding out, you know, that was you know, exactly what many professional doctors and surgeons and virologists warned about uh, is coming true. You don't want to take this digital ID. Resist it as long as you possibly can, even if it means having to live uh, on the lamb. That's my that's my uh, perspective on it. Well, the thing is, you know, what I like about your ministry is your bold. You may not be in the mainstream. You may not be the most popular opinion out there. But everything that I'm watching is coming to fruition. Bioengineering. A year and a half ago, we talked about that quite a bit. People still don't believe that you have this stuff sprayed on you from aircraft or, you know, different machines. But but it's happened. We know it has. I mean, in Vietnam War, dioxin was sprayed on the soldiers as well as the forests. Monsanto has been working with genetically modified crops for the last 10 or 15 years minimum. Now they're taking it even further. They have two ways of doing it. One is called CRISPR, C-R-I-S-P-R, and the other is epigenetics. Now CRISPR is basically where they go into the genome and they snip out the part that's defective or they don't like, they replace it, and then, you know, 
you're going to be a different person. Now, people don't understand how fast that works. Listening to the doctors describe it the other day, they said once they do that and they give them an injection of the repaired DNA, they change within a minute. Now, I find that amazing. I don't know how the body does that, but that was pretty interesting. But really, the, the worrisome part is the epigenetics. They can turn different parts of the genome off and on. Now, I could see medically that could benefit a lot of people. But what we find out is Russia, China, India, the United States are trying to make super soldiers. What they're doing, they're taking micro, microscopic um, algae, uh, different animals, and they are messing with their genetics and reintroducing them into the human host. The Chinese have it to the place that they think within a year or two, they're going to have soldiers that are resistant to radiation. So in other words, they can walk down the battlefield after a tactical nuke, and it's not going to bother them. And so you know the United States is doing the same thing. Yeah. But the one expert, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say epigenetics, you know, epi, uh, I know from my study of the Greek language, is a, is a Greek uh, uh, preposition, or it can be a prefix because it's attached to the words, and it means on or over or on top of. And when it's a, used in the context of epigenetics, it means in addition to. And essentially what they're doing is trying to uh, splice in, if you will, same thing that CRISPR, that technology that you talked about is doing, splice in you know, additional DNA stuff. They're messing with the human genome, in other words, and creating uh, you know, these Frankenstein type uh, beings, and they don't really know where it's where it's going to go there. It's all an experiment. And so it's definitely uh, another sign of the time. Satan's been trying to mess with the human DNA for going all the way back to Genesis six. And so for, you know, 4,000, 5,000 years here. So uh, it's something to be aware of. And it's yet another sign that we've got to be getting closer and closer uh, to the Lord's return. Well, the thing is, they can inject it, they can spray it, they can put it in your food, and you'll never know you've even been subjected to it. Mm -hmm. I mean, the one scientist said, if you change 1% of the human genome, you are no longer human. In other words, you will transform into a different species. Now, 1% of the genome isn't that much when you watch them doing their surgeries. So it concerns me, we're messing with stuff I don't think we were ever intended to mess with. Hmm. I mean, it's nice that you can do this, you can do that, but let's face it, we're dealing with something God created. God knows what he did, but I don't think we understand it near well enough to be messing around with. I mean, we're going to have monsters walking around we can't control. We have scientists trying to take DNA from the dinosaurs to bring them back. Now, they've been got a long time, but we don't have room for them. So let's just let that along the side. Um, very bad idea where they're going with all of this stuff. So, yeah. you know, when it's your COVID shot, it's going to have something in there, too. Yeah, for sure. And then, you know, we deal with blood transfusions. That's a big issue right now as well because of the, the, the gene editing bioinjections that so many people took. Uh, but, you know, it all goes down to not valuing human life. You know, <clears throat> they've been doing experiments on the unborn. Uh, for decades, where they're literally taking, you know, aborted babies that are still breathing and 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 taking their heart or their lungs or their, you know, uh, 
organs to so they can do experiments on them because they they can do better experiments when they're fresh not frozen that's their word i actually talk about this in uh, volume two of spirit of the antichrist there was all kinds of uh, you know documented evidence of this out of i think it was the university of pittsburgh and other uh, places where they literally have scientists and big companies that are selling human baby parts on standby at some of these abortuaries so that they can hastily take the aborted fetuses and and you know ship them off to a, a lab so they when you don't value human life then you we just become like lab rats and they don't have any qualms whatsoever about doing the worst kind of uh you know the worst kind of uh sorry about that the dog was barking i don't know if you guys could hear that on the <laughs> microphone but um anyway uh you know they, they'll do the worst kinds of experiments and, and they'll do it in the name of science, but it's really, you know, the mad scientists, the Luciferians that are out there just trying to create life. Yes. And they're they're not going to be able to succeed because only God can create life out of nothing. Well, doesn't it make you wonder if we go back to our famous Chinese balloon that we shot down? I'm sorry for my voice today. But anyway, as you watch them shoot down that Chinese balloon, did anybody else see all the powdery substance fly out of that like I did? Now, normally you pierce mylar, you, you're going to go down in a heap and whatever. But with all of that that came out of the balloon, I want to know what was in the balloon. There was a substance in there besides their radar and stuff. They had something in there. So are we going to find out people are getting sick? Did they just modify our crops for us? What did they do? Yeah. They did something because I don't think the Chinese do anything without a motive. Mm -hmm. I really don't. Then on to our famous Ukraine. Mr. Zelensky said the other day that if they lose Bakhmut, he's going to want to surrender. Well, that's fine. Bakhmut is pretty much gone. <coughs> Excuse me. And the thing is, though, we just gave him another $2.6 billion to fight. There are now airplanes, aircraft, and tanks moving into the border of Ukraine, and the Russians are already destroying those items. But somebody doesn't want this to end, and it looks like it's pretty much NATO and us. They want it to go and go and go, and I am, I'm just afraid that they're going to be um, pushing it past what Putin is going to put up with. I mean, the guy's got to be paranoid and scared. He's got a warrant out for him. You know, he has probably people in his own cabinet that want to take him out. And we will get to the place where he says enough. I mean, we've all been waiting for the big surge. Well, that has started. The only thing is the Russians do it different than us. They don't do it for show. They blow up everything with missiles and rockets in front of them. They move the, tro the troops up. And they're just about through back boot, and then they've got a straight shot all the way to keep. Now, Ukrainians think they're smart. They've got 40,000 troops down by Crimea. They're wanting to place a counterattack in there sometime soon. Um, the Russians know about it. The Russians have 300,000 troops waiting for them, and they will uh, <clears throat> annihilate them. They will not have a chance. Then, what do you do with Ukraine? They're Russia will either be able to take part of it, take all of it, or whatever they need to do. So that war, I do believe Putin was right. It'll be over by August. I really do. It looks like it's on the way out. Yeah. And the only other, go ahead. 
no go ahead uh what you know let's uh any other you know closing thoughts or things that are urgent uh and by the way, on the Bakhmut thing, I think it already has fallen. I mean, the things that I've read, uh, they may not they may not have officially called time of death, but it's it's all but over. But uh, yeah. what else have you got on your list there? The only thing left is our relationship with Israel. <clears throat> uh, Netanyahu and Biden have not been getting along. So we're actually paying people to go in to riot, cause an insurrection, and doing things like we usually do, they found out about. So things between the United States and Israel are pretty tense right now. Um, you know, we always look at Iran and Israel getting into it. Um, I really wonder if we would give them the backup if they attack the nuclear sites in Iran or if they'd be on their own. Right now, with Biden in there, I have no idea, but I think we're in deep trouble. And so are they. Yeah, I mean, you've got evil leaders, you know, at the top of America. You've got evil leaders at the top of Israel. We know that Israel is God's chosen nation, and that God has a future for national Israel, and we should support Israel as an ally. But I don't trust uh, the, the leadership on either side uh, of no. that relationship, uh, you know, whatsoever. Um, so, well, uh, lots going on, you know, Randy. It's just, uh, it's just amazing how it all seems to be uh, coming together. Uh, again, you know, we're not setting dates here. We're just simply, uh, you know, uh, making observations and, uh, and then giving educated uh, insights on what that could mean. But, uh, you know, I, I think uh, the biggest uh, thing to me that is uh, happening really at li lightning fast is this talk about AI. And, and that has its tentacles in everything. It has its tentacles in warfare. It has its tentacles in education. It has its tentacles in medicine. It has its tentacles even in things like marketing and business. Uh, I get tons of emails every week, you know, two or three a day from these spams, you know, spam emails offering me their AI uh, solutions to writing content for the website. Well, that's <laughs> that's the last thing I need. I mean, I prefer to write my own content. Thank you very much. I don't need yeah. artificial intelligence interpreting scripture and writing sermons, but but that's where we're headed. Uh, and sadly, most of you know biblical commentators and pastors and teachers and you know educators, um, you know they they're not actually equipped to be able to do their own research and correctly handle the word of God. So they'll be happy to farm it out. We we saw that years ago before the onset of of uh, chat GPT and things like that. But, you know, uh, there was a company called sermoncentral.com where people could go and download sermons and, and they, uh, you know, did a study of the web traffic and it was shown that Saturday nights between the hours of, you know, 6 p.m. and midnight, it was the highest traffic site because preachers <laughs> were going to sermoncentral.com, downloading their sermons for the next day, and then getting up and reading a script, and it's just a travesty. Um, but anyway, Randy, thanks so much for uh, for everything. We'll, we'll get back on schedule next week, and hopefully uh, for the next few weeks, I'll be in town, and we can meet uh, at a regular appointed time each week. But uh, um, any any closing thoughts to our listeners? Every, uh, everybody should rest assured Russia is now the chair of the Security Council. Shouldn't be anything happening. Should yeah. all be good. 
<laughs> yeah, oh, that's a, <laughs> do I send so, a note of sarcasm there? <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. This just in: the fox is now guarding the hen house, so the hens right. are safe. So, yeah, yeah. It's eating all the chickens. <laughs> I love you. I love it. Well, thank you, Randy, and uh, to our listeners, thanks so much. Uh, spread this information around. Be sure and sign up for the Not By Works newsletter. Uh, and uh, if we can ever help with anything, uh, shoot us an email, either me or Randy. Uh, Randy's email. Tell us your email, Randy. It is R, M is in Mary, E is in Edward, N is in Nancy, S is in Sam, A is in Adam, 57 at AOL.com. Feel free to uh, email me if it takes a little while to get back to you. I'm not ignoring you. It just means there were others in there, too. Perfect. And uh, my email, of course, uh, you can reach us at info at notbyworks.org. Uh, you can also just go to our website and find our contact information there. But thank you so much. God bless you, everyone. And we will see you uh, next time. Don't forget to, to uh, tune in Sunday live stream, 10 o'clock Mountain Time for our Resurrection Sunday service at Plum Creek Chapel. God bless.